It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. All right, today we're going to talk about a couple of films. First of all, we went to see Roland Emmerich's Moonfall. We got it Mo- early. Yep, Moonfall, the most anticipated film of the year. <laughs> Sorry, WB, nobody cares about the Batman. Mm, yeah, it's not really... Okay, so Roland Emmerich, all he seems to make nowadays are these, actually for years... All he seems to make are these disaster movies where the world ends, you know. And um, this is yet another one, but a, man. It's a big old moon fart. It's really awful. Yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. We <laughs> Okay, so we went to see this because we had the Regal Pass and you can get in for nothing. So we went to see it because it's a... It was an early screening. This movie comes out when? It comes out uh, the Friday, the following Friday of this podcast, okay. February fourth is yeah, when. Yeah, so this this Friday out. comes out this Friday, but man, skip it. <laughs> yeah, but no, no. Here's the thing. I thought this was a highly entertaining movie, mm-hmm. but for the wrong reasons. And I, this is like it's entertaining as long as you don't pay money for it. It's fine. Yeah. But I I say, wait till it comes to streaming, and if you want to watch it when it comes to streaming, go ahead. It it is definitely not worth any money to see, because it's so convoluted. I mean, basically, so, the moon was created by our ancestors. Our ancestors, who are, like, aliens. Spacefaring humans, I guess. And they, and they, but the AI that they built was, like... Wiping, them, wiping them out, like it, it became sentient and decided to wipe them out. They built like these things with, a, uh, like, what do they call them? Mass, uh, some kind of mass objects or something like that. But the moon is one of them, and they captured dwarf stars, and that's what they used to power it. And that apparently, like, yeah. helps incubate the our species and created us. and there's even more to it like that. There's like a full, like, it's like a 10-minute exposition dump. Yeah. Like 10 <laughs> minutes of it, of just them just rattling things off. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't even remember all of it, but yeah. I will say, I don't know if, I'm sure Roland Emmerich has, like, no knowledge of video game stories, but some of this was, like, Assassin's Creed and background, Assassin's Creed origin, some of it's, like, Pulled from Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, yeah. maybe not. I'm sure not intentionally, but it is. It's just a mishmash of all these things, which tells you not very original. No. Here's what it sounds like. It sounds like a kid when they were rattling all this stuff off. It sounds like a, a junior high kid, like just writing with his pencil, and then and then this happened, and this, and this is why this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Just rattling, <laughs> just kind of just making things up on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, none of the characters were very believable or <clears throat> interesting. Um, it was, uh, I mean, the special effects are, are, are you know, huge, but, uh... They're fine. They're fine. But here's the thing. There are, there are physics things in this. 
It makes zero sense whatsoever. I mean, you've got to at least suspend our disbelief a little bit. But when you've got a gravity wave coming that's pulling the ocean up out of the, you know, big water spouts of water shooting up into the atmosphere, and people are, you know, running on the ground away from it, and they're not being pulled up in the air as well, because they weigh a lot less, and there's tractors flying around and boats flying around, but people are able to keep their footing on the ground. That was completely unbelievable. Yeah, and you know, and and then, and then there's another scene. This I remember a scene from uh, 2012 that was exactly like this. So they're in like a jeep and they're out running like a tidal wave. Yeah. In a jeep, and yeah. I remember like there's a limo. Yeah, that I think it was John John Cusack. He was uh-huh. driving in 202012, and it's like out running all these plane crashes and everything, and like all these other cars are just getting wiped out but yeah. somehow he's able to outrun all this stuff in the in the uh in a limo <laughs> and another thing i've noticed like that's kind of become a thing in these nolan uh, not nolan uh roland emmerich uh films is in these disaster films is almost every single one of them has a conspiracy theorist that is of course right yeah and that yeah. seems to be a thing he has in almost uh, a, a character type that he has in almost every one yeah. of his disaster movies. Yeah. So the so the conspiracy theorist always ends up being the hero, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that's saying, but I mean, come on. I mean, it, you know, this character in this story basically sacrifices himself at the end of it to save the world before you know their ship is shot out of the hole in the moon. It looks like a basically the moon farted. Like a wisp of, like some. Kind it was of like gas. some kind of like volcanic gas eruption or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, and here's another thing. But then there's this other thing in there that really annoyed me, and this might rub some people the wrong way. I I don't care, but this was produced by a co-produced by a Chinese company. And they are constantly kissing China's butt in this oh, movie yeah. by yeah, all the time. making them heroic. It's like, oh, in China, they're just letting us use one of their shuttles out of the goodness of their arts. And then the Halle Berry's character has like this, uh, I guess she's an exchange student or, or the nanny or something for her son who's mm-hmm. Chinese. Yeah. And she's like teaching him Chinese, so he's speaking Chinese and parts of it. But she has a big old heroic moment. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you, you get that Chinese, heroic Chinese propaganda in there. Right. Also, there's, like, so much obvious product placement in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, one was Kaspersky, which is a... Um, turns out Kaspersky is a is a, a, an antivirus company that has been linked to, like, Chinese spy stuff. So, um yeah, so uh, that's being advertised all through the movie, the Kaspersky uh, stuff. And it's like, Kaspersky's on everything. It's on their billboards, it's in on the screen whenever they're accessing uh, stuff on the shuttle. I mean, it is just weird placement of that. Um, but, you know, and then there's the, the, the car that they're in. You know, there's all this stuff that seems like, oh, look at the features kind of thing. 
it's just super obvious. But uh, I was really annoyed by the, all that all that product placement. You know, it's just terrible. Anyway, so I'm gonna give this movie one star. Yep, one star for me. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. It it it, it well, is. Well, it it. <sighs> I would say, yeah, it's one star. Don't go spend your money on it. But I think if you wait for it to like come to streaming or something for free, you probably have a good time. If you yeah. just like really bad films, because I was laughing at it, but it's just for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, it like takes the, itself just the, too seriously. All the terrible lines. And yeah, there's some bad lines in it. Really bad lines. Okay, so uh, that leads us to now. That was an actual movie review. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie of the week. Star Force. Star Force. Star Force. Um, all right, this movie was made in 2000. The only recognizable person in the movie is Vernon Wells. That's probably the reason that, one of the reasons that I wanted to watch this, just because it's Vernon Wells. If you don't know who Vernon Wells is, well, just watch Road Warrior. He's Wes. He's the Mohawk guy. He's the crazy Mohawk, uh, buttless chaps dude. Um, but, <laughs> man, this movie is it. For one thing, okay, this is this is one that it, it does take itself seriously. Yeah, the thing and is, it shouldn't. Yeah, when it opened up with the credits, the way the credits were, um, the way they presented the credits and everything, I was like, oh yeah, so this is gonna be a parody. It was not. This no. was a, they took. This completely serious. <laughs> they should. Completely seriously. It'd have been a better movie if they didn't take themselves seriously, no. and it'd have been funny. Um, there's a lot of things in this movie that are laughable. Uh, one of them is uh, just the, the the crappy special effects. I mean, they're, they're really and the bad. props. The props. <laughs> like there's a like there's like a turret gun, and the legs are like PVC pipe. <laughs> The best thing though is when he's in the cave, and these uh, bugs. The thing, the the gun, that gun in question is shooting at him, and he picks up the outer shell of an old computer tower, and like holds it up to block the bullets or lasers or whatever. That's another thing too. The guns they load like a like a bullet firing gun. But they shoot lasers. Yeah, they were like... And they shit. run out of ammo. Yeah, they were like... <laughs> and okay, they jam. Okay, weapon check. And they're like checking the ammo and stuff. It's like, but it doesn't shoot bullets, it's shooting lasers. What are you checking for? <laughs> Maybe the battery? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what in the world they're doing. Um, Vernon Wells plays this like... Tough guy, commander or something. You know, he's like a, leading the men or whatever, and there's like, oh, and also, another recognizable person, um, gosh, I can't remember his name, you looked him up, the the guy that you thought was, uh, the guy from, yeah, I thought he was the guy that played Zordon, because it looked kind of like, I thought it, it was played, Zordon from, uh, from, but he played, um, the character Polly in Darkman, yeah, the, you know, the guy that he, uh, the guy that Darkman pretended to be, you know, the first guy he pretended to be, you know, the, the bald guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Um, but uh, pretty much, I mean, it's about this guy, and the hero in the story is so clumsy. 
he's just so unlikable. I mean, he falls down a lot. Oh, he's so stupid. He, he trips over stuff. I mean, like, almost doesn't trip over anything. Sometimes he just trips. And then there's a scene where he's, like, falling over and he's, like, sliding down rocks. But it's, like, there's no there's no incline there. It's just, like, a flat path. And then there's the part where he's, like, hanging off the side of a overpass. But it's not, but it's not steep. It's easily so, climbable. Yeah. He's falling off of it. Yeah, it's it's just so bad. And and uh what what else? Oh, one of the funniest parts for me was like there's a scene where their soldiers are like talking about the mission before they go out on it. And there's this one guy no has no dialogue. He's just kind of standing in uh, you know, Are you talking to about a, ponytail guy? No, no. There's okay. just this guy and he has no lines. He's just standing there and he's like looking up at the ceiling. Like with his, I mean, his he's facing forward, but his eyes are looking up to the ceiling. He is, so he is bored. just, he is just checked out, and it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like giving this big speech, and he's just like rolling his eyes. He's like just checked out, looking up at the ceiling. Uh, also, I will say this, and this is something that really, once I noticed it, I couldn't. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Okay, so I was fixing to bring that up. So here's the thing. So there's a girl in this thing, right? And they have, for some reason, had her wear a bra that looks like she's not wearing a bra. And it's like, well... (laughs) You're saying to yourself, man, it must be really cold on the planet. But I mean, (laughs) she's just... It's... Terrible, and I can't believe they made her wear that. Yeah, I mean, once I noticed, like I, that's all I saw. I couldn't help it. <laughs> gonna... You can't help it. It's just, it's just, it's there and it's out front, and you, you can't get past it. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty. That's probably one of the worst parts of the movie, is her wardrobe. I mean, other than that, this is like a. <laughs> This is like PG. Oh, it's definitely PG. It it's maybe has like two cuss words in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the the ships are... They look like... What was that Star Fox game? Oh, yeah, Star That's Fox. That's what they look like. They look like the graphics yeah. from Star Fox. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, like, some of the guys, their vehicles, they're just, like, driving around on... on um, four-wheelers. On four-wheelers. <laughs> and then there's one scene where they, like jump off the four-wheeler and it <laughs> flies off down the side of the highway which turns into like a toy but I was like oh man this that, that'd be so funny if it catches fire but it, it just kind of explodes when it hits the ground but it didn't because they're taking this seriously <laughs> yeah I mean it was it was an obvious plastic toy that they were throwing down a hill like a miniature four-wheeler and it didn't even look like the four-wheeler that they were riding because it had like red fenders and the four-wheeler they were riding was had black fenders <laughs> it was pretty bad all right well uh that's all we have for this week i guess uh tune in next week uh, until then i'm roger colby i'm richard coots